Hi, and welcome to another episode of A Shot Glass of Recovery with your host, Julie, half of the dynamic duo that brings you the podcast, Two Sober Chicks. Welcome, beloved listeners. It's April 29th, 2020. I'm going to say something that might be controversial and that y'all might be offended by or disagree with. And guess what? That's okay. That's part of life. We are supposed to suffer. Now let me explain. We live in our age right now and in our time in history in the most privileged society and humanity humanity that's ever existed. If you look at people that are close to 100 or in their 90s, they've seen things like I think the Spanish flu. Actually, no, that would have happened before them. What I'm trying to say is they've seen war. They know what it's like to be hungry and go through a depression. They know what it's like to walk around feeling hungry because there's not enough food in their belly or to walk around with one pair of shoes and when holes start to come into the bottom of them, putting cardboard in them because they can't afford another pair of shoes. They know what it's like to not have access to clean water or health care or the news. And I think a lot of our our lens in this time and our history and a lot of our reaction is because we're so used to a life and so used to solutions and so used to things we can buy for our own comfort and we're used to abundance, at least in the in the developed world. We look at stuff like COVID and we think it's incongruous with our human experience. And it's really not. This age we're in and I hate this word, but it's very privileged for most of us on this planet. Actually, I shouldn't say for most of us, for many of us on this planet. And so why I say we're supposed to suffer is we are. Anything else would be living in heaven, and we don't live there. We don't live in Eden or utopia. And what I love about our program of recovery is it doesn't tell us we're not supposed to suffer. It says we need to accept things, to let them go, to give them away, to only do our part. We, For God's sake, we start every meeting with the serenity prayer. God, grant us the serenity to accept the things we cannot change, courage to change the things we can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Most of life falls into the first category. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. Page 417 of our big book is one of the best gems of our program. I'm going to open mine because it tells us about acceptance. I'm going to read that for you now. That's why this program is a gem. And it's the same thing with faith, right? Faith doesn't mean we won't suffer. It means that we have guidance and support from something bigger than ourselves as we go through it. And for someone that's experienced quite a bit of suffering, um, it has only yielded gifts in my life when I've let it. It's brought me closer to people that actually love me. It's brought me deeper into relationship with God. It's made me more confident in my ability to overcome things. And then the best one is it's given me a common um, 
connection or grounding point to people that have gone through the same thing. I now know what it's like to want to kill myself because I feel such desperation and separation from God and that there's no hope. And I can talk to someone that's been through that and say, oh, fuck, me too. And I know what it's like to go through addiction and to feel like there's something wrong with me only to figure out that I actually have a disease of addiction and that despite the good person that I am doing horrible, awful things that made me feel depraved, that put other people's lives in danger, that compromised the life that I've been given. I can sit with someone newly checking into rehab who doesn't think they're ever going to get it and is feeling hopeless and desperate and be like, oh my God, I totally get it. Or someone that suffers from chronic illness. I suffered for many years with horrible chronic illness symptoms And I know how cheap it can be when someone's like, everything happens for a reason, or people that believe if I pray hard enough, it will go away. Like all of these things were gifts that I can now shine upon someone with love and compassion and understanding and say, me too. So 417 in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, it's contained within a story called Acceptance Was the Answer. It's a great story. I'm only going to read the 417. And acceptance is the answer to all my problems today. When I am disturbed, it is because I find some person, place, thing, or situation, some fact of my life unacceptable to me. And I can find no serenity until I accept that person, that place, that thing, or situation as being exactly the way it is supposed to be at this moment. Nothing, absolutely nothing, happens in God's world by mistake. I know that's a tough pill to swallow. I know, and I'm sorry. I'm especially sorry for victims of crimes that are inhumane. Until I could accept my alcoholism, I could not stay sober. Unless I accept life completely on life's terms, I cannot be happy. I need to concentrate not so much on what needs to be changed in the world as on what needs to be changed in me and my attitudes. Shakespeare said, all the world's a stage and all the men and women merely players. He forgot to mention that I was the chief critic. I was always able to see the flaw in every person, every situation. And I was always glad to point it out because I knew you wanted perfection just as I did. AA and acceptance have taught me that there is a bit of good in the worst of us and a bit of bad in the best of us. That we are all children of God and we each have a right to be here. When I complain about me or about you, I am complaining about God's handiwork. I am saying that I know better than God. I'm not sure if I'm going to go into the next page. Hang on. Okay, no. So I hope that in these troubled times, that gives you a little bit of comfort. If it didn't, I'm sorry that it didn't. I know we're all looking for answers right now and we're all trying to figure out what to do in a situation we've never been faced with before. I know my views and my level of compassion, love, and tolerance have changed immensely since this first started. I had very clear feelings and opinions and views on what this was and what it meant and who was handling it right and who wasn't. And the, I've come to the place where I, 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 I don't have any answers and I don't know. All I do know is I have one day at a time. I got to take it one day at a time. 
I have to trust that I will be guided in what I need to know and what I need in order to survive in my life, which during this COVID crisis, I have realized is so much less than I actually thought I needed. And I go forward and I pray safety and security and comfort over all of you. I pray that you stay grateful for the things in your life that bring you joy and peace for the love that's in your life. Did you just hear my stomach? I just listen. I just ate half a baguette that I made a garlic and cheese baguette. (laughs) So I can't possibly be hungry, but maybe my stomach's like, yes, bitch, thank you. Anyways, if you, um, I also pray that if you are needing something right now, that your higher power looks down and bestows it upon you. And that if you don't feel God's presence, it's not that God isn't there. It's just that sometimes we go through dark periods in our life. And I promise you things will shift and they will change. That is the nature of life, whether it's good, bad, or otherwise. Everything changes. Everything shifts. And I wish you a 24 with relative peace and comfort. And I'll talk to you soon.